right, y'all. They done gave us a podcast. Welcome to the Black Eye. This podcast is a part of the Pan-African Collegiate Scholars Program at California State University, San Bernardino. And this is our first episode. So it's going to be rough and it is going to be amazing. And y'all going to listen and y'all going to come back, I hope. I am Evelyn Knox. I'm the coordinator of the program. And I just want to bring you all a quick podcast. I know we're in the midst of a new normal and I'm trying to make sense of it for not only myself, but for you all as students and as listeners who are hopefully thriving and doing well. But if you're not, hopefully you could take some of this and do a little bit better. So like I said, this podcast is coming from the Pan-African Collegiate Scholars Program. The program is brand new, so if you haven't heard of it just yet, that is okay. Um, I've given this little speech and snippet probably a thousand times of saying, if you ain't heard about it, it's new, don't trip. But we are just after the year mark of starting at Cal State, so pretty soon I ain't gonna be able to say it's it's new. Um, but if you don't know about it, the, the mission of it is to retain and support Pan-African Black students at CSUSB through advocacy, community building, academic success programs, and personal growth and awareness opportunities. So in a nutshell, that mission basically means I am here to help steer you along in your journey as a Black student on campus by any means necessary. So whatever you need in terms of support, making progress that's where i can come in and hopefully help and the program can come in and hopefully help i do have an amazing emerging team of folks with me um that includes our intern brandon landrum you may have seen brandon all over campus he's a fantastic advocate for student and he works in admissions and he is one of the recruiters in admissions so he does a lot of great work Um, In addition to our PAX ambassadors, so we have Justin and Tijuana, so you'll get to see some of them. Hopefully, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll start seeing them a lot more. And our student assistant, Justice, who is in her first year at Cal State, so she is learning and growing and working all at the same time. So you'll get to see some of those folks and you'll get to hear them on the podcast pretty soon. But... I'm doing this, like I said, to hopefully just chat. I could have done a video podcast, which I might at some point, but I feel like y'all have seen enough people, Netflix, YouTube, Shade Room, whatever. You've seen a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. So now it's just time to listen. Hopefully you're sitting somewhere chilling and this is a little bit of a breath of fresh air for you to just listen and pay attention. So we are, I don't know which week we're in of self-quarantining, working from home, etc. I know you all as students have been away for longer than maybe myself and other folks on campus who I think we stayed probably about a week or so after you all had already left campus and, and started working for from home with school. But I feel like we're in our second month, just about. So we're all maybe probably settling into some sense of routine, some sense of normalcy. A lot of us aren't, and that's okay. So I'm gonna talk about that a little bit because 
something that like a lot of people know, but some people don't know is that I'm a student too. Currently I go to USC and I'm working on my doctorate for education. So I understand completely what you all are going through in terms of adjusting to going to class online. And maybe that's not something that you've done before. You don't even know if you like it yet. You thought it was something you always dreamed of to stay home and be on the computer and doing work at home. But there's something to be said about being close to people on campus. There's something to be said about just going to campus. So I get it. I completely get it. Even though I'm in grad school, even though I did my whole, I did my time. I did my undergrad stuff already at Cal State. I am an alum also. Even though I'm in grad school, you would think the experience is a little bit different. It's not. Going to campus, seeing people on campus, even though I only went once a week, it meant something. It meant something to be in a building and to get on a train to go to school and to get in a routine and it just, it meant something. So while I'm kind of gathering my thoughts for this podcast, I had to think, what's going on with students? What's going on in the streets, in the East streets or whatever we call it nowadays? What are you all going through? Thankfully, I've been working on trying to reach out to as many of you as possible. Myself and Brandon have been hopefully getting the point across that we do want to meet with you and we're here for you and we're available. So we launched a campaign called Each One Reach One. And essentially, it is just us sending you an email. You probably saw two or three from myself um, trying to get you to just schedule a 20-minute meeting with us just to check in and see how things are going. Through the students that we've met with, Some of the things that I've heard are you're missing the connection to folks on campus. The balance of trying to figure out how and when to do school, how and when to rest, what to feel. The balance has been kind of tricky. And one of the things I heard was it's a mess. It's a mess. And that is okay. That is okay, but not okay at the same time. And those are things we're hopefully going to work through with students. Those are some of the things and some of the reasons why I'm here in this position. So let's talk about it. One of the things that I'm seeing is helping a lot of students. And this is something, this is our escape, obviously, social media. Social media has been an escape for all of us, whether we're taking a five minute, 50 minutes, five hour session through Instagram or through Twitter or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever. That can also be not just an escape, but a way to stay engaged with people, especially now more than ever, where we can't freely go hang out with folks. We can't go to the restaurants. We can't go to the beach. Or can we go to the beach? I don't know what's happening with the beach, but I want to go. I don't know if I can. I don't know. I digress. But we can't just go and be amongst each other like we used to. So social media has been the way that we've hung out. One of the things that I recently was really excited about, um, and this will date me, kind of, but I am a huge music fan, huge music lover. So watching the Versus series that Swiss Beats and Timbaland are hosting, so the, the, obviously they had the one with Teddy Riley, and then they had the second one with Teddy Riley and Babyface, where they had a, a little bit better go around the second time. But that was really exciting. It was something that a lot of people were tuned into and it was all on social media. We didn't have to pay anything, didn't have to do anything crazy to participate. We just had to click on one of their lives and watch and enjoy. So social media has turned into more of a force of good 
than maybe it used to be probably two months ago. So engaging with social media for your academics and for staying connected to campus is something you can do if you hadn't thought of it already. Yeah, you can go on to do the Savage Challenge. You can definitely try to do the Remix Challenge if you want to. But there are also some ways that'll help you personally and academically through social media engagement. So there's a host of CSUSB-sponsored social media accounts from different offices on campus, whether it's the ASI account or it's the Advising and Academic Services account, which is lit, by the way. And also, of course, our Instagram account, CSUSB underscore PAX. There's tons of them now. And one of the good things you can do is look on any one of our social media pages and you can find a gateway to all kinds of different offices on campus. So I encourage that. Get involved. Follow us on social media if you don't already. Again, it's CSUSB underscore PAX. We try to be as engaging as we can on there and we're still emerging. We are still learning. We're still trying to figure out the best ways to use it. And one of the things that's been pretty cool is posting different challenges, different polls, those kinds of things. You'll see those all across social media, but your campus is also doing some of those things that'll help you stay informed and engaged. So check us out. If you don't know who to follow, one recommendation I have, this might be selfish, but look at our social media and look at the people that we follow. Any folks that we follow, those are gonna be the plug. Those are gonna be the people that help you with whether it be your academics, financial aid, different professors, different offices on campus, a host of folks. All of our student clubs and organizations, especially the clubs like Black Student Union, Student African American Brotherhood or SOB, Student African American Sisterhood or SOS. Those are some past Pan-African STEM Society. Those are some of the big folks that we follow on campus that one, are helping move the culture forward, but two, are helping with you helping with your academics, anything you need. So look at our followers, they'll help you. Another thing, balance. I talked about that in, in the beginning. So balance has been tricky. I'm gonna be transparent. Being a student, being a full-time employee, plus being a family member, it is a lot to balance. And we all know that in some way. Some of us have more on our plates than others. But everybody's, like my mom always used to say, all pain feels the same, no matter what it is. I mean, yeah, you can judge it from afar, but when you're going through something and when you're trying to find balance, it doesn't matter what the next person has on their plate. Your plate is full too. So recently I've had to reevaluate what is balance? Because like I said, a lot of us probably really wanted and couldn't wait for the day that we could just work from home. How many of you out there see people that work from home, whether they're YouTubers, influencers, those kinds of things, and you're like, man, they just get to stay home and they can get up and do this and do that. I think a lot of us are seeing it is not that easy. It is not that easy to get up and be diligent and sit at a desk and or sit in the living room or sit wherever and do work and stay fully 100% engaged and focused. That is not easy. And it's okay. I think one of the big things we need to do is admit it, that it's not easy, and seek out ways to make it a little bit easier. Try each day to get a little bit more balance. And if you fall off, that is okay. I think one thing that 
I've been guilty of is if I have a really productive day and then I don't have a productive day the next day, I feel like everything is wasted. That is totally not true. Completely not true. So take a needed pause. This is a piece of advice that I received. I can't even remember where. I feel like it was a webinar. It was something that I saw that said, if you have a bunch of stuff back to back during a day, and this is true whether we're in virtual life or whether we're in physical life, take a pause in between the things that you're doing. So if you have class from two to four, then you've got a four to six class, and then you've got a six to eight class, you still technically have 10 minutes in between each of those classes. Take those 10 minutes for real, for real. Don't just sit there and let the computer blend into the next meeting or blend into the next thing you have to do. Take those 10 minutes. If you need to set a timer so that you can stay on top of it, take those 10 minutes, go get something to drink, go get something to eat, walk outside for a second, get some fresh air, surf the web for five minutes, go use the restroom, whatever you gotta do in those 10 minutes that is not related to what you just did. Because that's how we start to slip into feeling like, oh man, I can't do this anymore, it's too much. Take pauses, take pauses. You cannot keep going 100% all the time. You do have to recharge your batteries, just like you gotta recharge your phone. Take a minute. Another thing, another piece of advice that I've been trying to be mindful of is changing rooms when it comes to working. If you have, some of us work from home, if you have that capability, go into another room to do your work work and then pick another room for your schoolwork. So that way you're creating some sense of, okay, I'm over here for work, I'm over here for school. And you're not in the same place and festering in the same place to try to do multiple things. For some people, they can do that. For others, it might be a little tricky and that's where some of that worry and anxiety comes from with the balance. So try to switch the room up a little bit. Even in those 10 minute breaks that you're taking in between classes or those pauses you're taking in between meetings, go to another room. At least do that, go to a different room. It will change your mood a little bit. I'm sure there's some psychology behind it. I don't have time to look it up right now because I'm recording this right now. But if you know of why that might make a difference, let me know, let us know. We'll share it because we're all about knowledge over here. But if I'm right, I'm right. Another thing, don't, I don't want to say don't, don't is a bad word. Try to avoid your bed for working. I have learned this many a hard way. I've been in school a very long time. I did my undergrad at Cal State. I did grad school at Cal State. I'm doing grad school at USC right now. The bed is not my friend. The bed is there to sleep. The bed is not a desk. The bed cannot replace a desk, ever. The bed is a bed. That is my perspective. Now, some of you might be able to do it where you're doing homework, you're doing work work, you're doing whatever from the bed, and you're fine. I have never been that person. And I don't think there's anything wrong with trying not to do too much in the place that's designed for you to sleep. Try it, see if it helps. Many of you may not have a space outside of your bed to do work in. That may be a little bit trickier. What I would recommend with that, see if you can find an alternative location, somewhere safe, somewhere secure to work in. Try to find that space. I think the bed has become 
just a, it's, it's, it's one big desk to a lot of people because it's square, it's big, you can spread everything out on it, you could see everything. Like, it's, it's just become that. It's always been that. And I think pop culture and media has not made it any easier because every time you see something big being planned or done, a lot of times people are in the bed doing it. Okay, that's fine. But try not to use your bed, especially for school and for working. Only because in my experience and in a lot of students' experience, what's happened when you're in the bed and you're sitting upright and you're studying, you're ready to go. You're good to go. You got your snacks, you got your drink, you got your something playing on the TV in the background, maybe. Something, you got your music set up, your candle, whatever. You've set a whole zone up. What tends to happen is you're sitting upright maybe for the first hour. Slipping into that second hour, your body starts to change angles and you start to become a little bit more reclined, a little bit more reclined, a little bit more reclined. And by the time you're in maybe that second or third hour, you are laying down and you're typing on your side. <laughs> that does not help. So I recommend, I'm not going to say don't, but try to avoid using your bed for work. It might help. It might make a huge difference. If you have the ability to go to another room to sit at a table, kitchen table, sit outside on the curb, sit somewhere if it's safe. Try something else. Another thing, walk outside. I know right now we are in times that require us to be a little bit more mindful of where we are, what we're doing, where we're walking, how close we're walking to people. However, outside is still technically open for you to stand in your one little space for at least 10, 15 minutes. Go outside, take a break to go outside and sense the world around you. I know we've all been on orders, especially here in California, to shelter in place and hopefully flatten the curve and all of these different terms that they have used, meaning they like experts, etc. We've all been put under these orders to hopefully try to stave away this pandemic. And in a lot of ways, it's worked. It has worked. However, we still need that connection to nature. We still do need that connection to the sun, at least. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But walk outside, sit outside for a second, at least a few minutes each day. The sun, vitamin D, those are your friends. Those are your friends. And I'll talk about it in a little bit. I know black folk, because this, this, is, this is an audience for black folk. A lot of times we always would hear, you know, don't go out in the sun, you're going to get dark. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that, that happens. But it's also good for you. It also has a lot of nutrients that we all need. So just a plug. Another thing I've heard that I spoke about earlier was this whole thing is a mess. Like, it's a mess. I legit heard one of my beloved students say that. It's a mess. All of this is a mess. Yes. Yes, it is. This is all uncharted territory for a lot of us. Most of us. We've never been in this space before. We have never had to navigate waters like this for as long of a time before. Some of you may have. But the whole world has changed. All of it has changed. And with change comes a mess a lot of times. One of the beautiful things in this is we are all learning how to do things in different ways that will never leave us. 
the, all the ways that we've had to adapt will never leave us. So once we return to a life that we may have known, it still won't be the same. We all will never be the same as a result of this. You could see that as a beautiful thing. You could see that as a scary thing. It's both. It's honestly both. And it's okay to feel any and every way you feel for however long you need to feel that way. It's also okay to be productive during this time, during this mess. It is okay to be productive. Some of your your rooms and your houses and your kitchens have never been cleaner. And, and that's a blessing. That is a blessing. Mine, I'm still working on it. But it's okay to be productive. But it is also okay to rest. It is also perfectly okay to rest. Because for many of us, this is the first time that we've been able to kind of breathe a little bit and sit down a little bit and not have to get up at X time in the morning to get to school or to get to work or, you know, getting home at X hour and only having X amount of hours of sleep per night because we have to start the whole routine over again. This is a mess, yes, but for some of us, this has been a blessing. It's been a good way to recharge and recenter and really think about the things that are truly important And those things for some people are family. Those things for some people are friends and connection and being intentional. All of those are things that we've had to tap back into. If you're not one of those people, I think many of us are human. All of us are human. We forget to be intentional sometimes. And this pandemic, this era that we're in has forced us to be intentional. For some people, you can't go into a store without wearing a mask. Like you have to intentionally put that on and go and work about your life. This has taught us a lot. And yes, it is a mess. And it could be beautiful at the same time. So this podcast was not designed to be super long. It wasn't designed to be drawn out. It's just checking in, literally. It is really just checking in. And seeing how everybody's doing with where we are right now. At this point, we're about halfway through the spring term. Shout out to everybody that is graduating this spring. Shout out to everybody that is not graduating this spring. We are still here. We're still thriving. But it's different. We're in a new world. We are midway through our last quarter on campus. Because in a few months, we'll be on semesters. So this is, this is a time, this is a big, impactful time. And this podcast is not designed to stress you out or be anything that it's not. It's designed to check in. I'm going to share with you what I know. I'm going to hopefully give you some tips that you can use and you can vet and check out and see if it works. And also just keep you in the loop with what's going on on campus. So one thing I want to close this with is just some resources and some general kind of tips surrounding what we talked about. So one thing again, staying connected to campus is super important right now. We are all working really hard to try to keep everybody informed and engaged as much as possible. So tap in with us, tap into your social media pages. If you're not someone who uses social media, that is okay, that is perfectly okay. Check your emails, I know we have spent thousands of emails. I'm sorry. I've sent a few. I know we've all sent a few and all of us on campus probably believe I'm only sending two emails. 
but you all are getting a ton of emails and, and we, we get that. I totally get that. And I'm, and I'm sorry, but try to get through your emails as much as possible because there's a lot of information coming out that may be useful to you and you can pick and choose which ones you need, which ones you don't, but at least glance at them if you can. Stay on top of your emails if you can. If you can't tap into social media, that's going to be your next bet. Another thing, staying balanced. So an app that I actually really use, and this is, what do you have to say? This is not sponsored. No, it's really not. Legitimately, it's not. Um, One app that I have definitely used with school and with work is something that you all get already as a part of your tuition you pay. You all have access to some pretty dope software. So if you go to the CSUSB website, so csusb.edu forward slash ITS, that's the IT website, our information technology services website. Click the software link and you'll be able to see it. Then there's a link for students too. Click around and see some of the different software that you have access to. One thing that I've used is OneNote. OneNote is tied to the Microsoft Office suite. You all have access to that for free through your tuition payments. So access it. It'll help you hopefully stay a little bit more organized digitally. It's like a big digital notebook for those of you that have tablets and those of you, even if you don't have a tablet, you can use it with your laptop. This is a way to help you stay organized digitally. If you're old school, like me, I'm still old school in a lot of ways. I like good old pen and paper, but I do use my tablet a lot for school. This helps. OneNote definitely helps. It keeps things tabbed out, helps you make new pages if you need a doodle. That's me all day. This is a great app and it's already available to you for free. So check out the ITS website for software. Some old school things, like I said, I'm old school. I'm a lot older than some of y'all and that's okay. But some of the things that I've recently tapped back into is hourglasses, or they call them sand timers. You know the thing with the sand in it and you turn upside down and it's like a timer, it's a sand timer basically. I bought some of those on Amazon and one, I'm fascinated with them. I've always liked them. They've always been cute decoration, but they actually help me stay on track. And it's, it's the oldest form of telling time probably on earth but it helps me stay on track because something about seeing that sand go down and physically seeing the time disappear helps me stay focused for whatever reason. So I recommend that. If you can find one, they're super cheap. You can find them in thrift stores. You can find them all over the place, but Amazon definitely has them. Old school sand timers. Another thing, like I mentioned, this is free. Sitting outside, I can't stress it enough. So remember how earlier I was saying you know, the old wives tale we used to hear, some of us used to hear, you don't even have to be black to hear that, but I'm speaking from experience. Going outside, you'll get too dark or stay out of the sun and all of that. Here are some of the benefits of going outside. One of them, like I mentioned, it helps you get vitamin D. So according to WebMD, this is straight from WebMD. It's important for your bones, your blood cells, and your immune system. It also helps your body absorb more minerals, certain minerals like calcium and phosphorus. I don't know what those are about. My science majors, my folks in CNS help me out, but it's supposed to be important. Your body needs sunlight to make it, but you don't need much. In the summer, and summer is coming, I know y'all feel this heat. Just getting sun for five, 
to 15 minutes, two to three times a week should do it. In the winter, you might need more. So we're long gone from winter, but summertime is coming. The sun will help you. Another benefit of going outside, it lessens anxiety. There are studies that have proved that. Being out in nature, being out in the sun, in the elements that are already always around us helps with lessening anxiety. This time that we're in is very uncertain, so anxiety has heightened for a lot of people. And it's a scary thing. One of the easiest ways that you can manage it is getting outside, getting exercise. But even, like WebMD is saying, a simple plant in the room or pictures of nature can make you feel less anxious, angry, and stressed. So this will reduce those feelings. But it's better if you get out of that room and go out. Exercise is good for anxiety too, but it's even better if you do it outside. Now, I know we are all under different restrictions in different cities that we live in, so you have to be mindful of what the regulations are right now. But that's a benefit. Sunlight, again, from WebMD, sunlight helps keep your serotonin level up. This helps raise your energy and keeps your mood calm, positive, and focused. How about that? Just the sun. So that's it. That's all I got for this podcast. It's the first one. It's rough. It might get better over time. Who knows? We might be as big as the Joe Budden podcast. Who knows? I don't know. But I just know I'm here for you. I don't know what I'm talking about in the next podcast, but we'll find out. Thank you for listening.